I'm the humble producer, director, and cameraman, Jasper the Whip the Second. Writer and director, Jingle Love. And I'm beat maker, producer, Doc Freeman. Welcome, Welcome to Reels and Pop. Hey, y'all, what's up, brother? Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, nothing much, nothing much. So I have uh, I have uh, one of my trusty partners here, Miss Jingle Love. Jingle, this is Alan, Alan Jingle. Hi, Hello. Alan. Nice to meet you. How's it going? It's going good. How are you? I'm good. Fantastic. One of the most prompt people that uh, I've ever met. <laughs> <laughs> You're too kind, man. You're too kind. <laughs> man, so... Yeah, ho- hopefully, uh, you know this 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 worked out very well for you with uh with scheduling and everything, and we definitely appreciate you doing it with us, man. Hey, that sounds good, man. Yeah, if anything, we we like to start with an introduction. So, you know, you want to uh you want to tell the people a little bit about yourself and uh what you have going on right now. Uh, well, my name's uh, Al Martinez. I am a uh, musician. Uh, I'm also a um, event coordinator. Uh, I'm also a Ghostbuster. Uh, <laughs> what else? Uh, host. I was. Uh, uh, I, I host things every once in a while. I, I actually used to be the host of uh, this uh, local. Um, I guess what you guys are doing, uh, but it was it was more of a, a vlog, uh, video video log. Uh, it was called the Metal Shop Vlogs, and uh, I would interview bands and all that good stuff. So I, I've. Uh, I've <laughs> I'm pretty busy sometimes, but, uh, you know, uh, sometimes you have to kind of, um, put things on hold and kind of focus on one thing. Cause you know, you just kind of don't want to half-ass like all the stuff and it'd be half-assed. You want to kind of concentrate on one thing and be like, it'd be great. And then everything else. All right, cool. What are, okay. This is done. What's next. So I kind of started to <laughs> prioritize some things. Uh, but yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a busy guy. I also work full time and, uh, got an 11 year old. She's crazy. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's that, but I guess, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's me. Fantastic. Now I know I, uh, did some research here and this ghostbuster thing, this is wow. Yeah. Uh, I actually, um, I kind of put that a, a little in the back burner. Um, when I, when I, when I met, a um, when I met Kev, like, you know, I, I we kind of, you know, what's funny. It, it's like, uh, it, it was like <laughs> me and Kev, we, we, we talked, but it was like, we just kind of missed each other <laughs> most of the time. I mean, and we live right next door to each other, which is kind of hilarious. Uh, but when I told him about the whole Ghostbuster thing, he was just like, what? <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> that was pretty entertaining. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I've always been interested in the uh, paranormal ever since I was a kid. I would, you know, if you could, I always say if you can uh, go back to like the history of like me checking out books at my elementary school, it had to do something with ghosts or aliens or Bigfoot or the Loch Ness Monster or whatever. And it, that it's always, I've always had an interest in it. And um, I, you know, these, uh, what really got me interested in it is just like the movie Poltergeist and Ghostbusters, obviously. Uh, and then you know these t- television shows like Ghost Hunter started coming on TV, and I was like, "What? Like people are actually doing this? Like, oh, that's amazing!" You know. Mm-hmm. So then I started really getting into that, and and then I I got an opportunity to actually like go and you know uh, to one of these investigations here locally in El Paso, 
Texas. And I was like, oh, I was like, you know, kind of fangirling and, you know, jumping up and down. And I actually got the opportunity to do that. And I just kept it going, man, because it's just, you know, I, you know, I, I, I like, uh, I like ghost stuff. I've seen ghosts. I've heard ghosts. Like it's, it's pretty amazing stuff. Wow. Now, for one of them, I think it was back in 2012, you weren't on a station. And there mm-hmm. was a story you were telling about the person in the old fire station. Oh, right. Uh-huh. And I was like, really? So then you, you heard that you, you played the tape for them. And oh, mm-hmm. my God. Yeah. And see, the thing is that when it comes to that, I, I, um, I don't like presenting evidence that's like, oh, well, it could be this. It could be that. Just like, um, there's this, uh, I guess, this part of our investigation that we kind of came to call it exodus, where we kind of leave the equipment running. And that's exactly what happened with that, you know, uh, with that uh, audio that you're talking about. Uh, we left the equipment running, uh, I believe. And then we, we, we take off um, for like, you know, for like an hour or so. And uh, make sure that, you know, nobody's in the building. So whatever we catch, we know, you know, we kind of take the human element out of it. If it's a science experiment, that, that's like the control of the experiment. And, uh, yeah, you know, sometimes we we, uh, we come up with stuff and I was like, what? Like, how is there a baby crying at two in the morning or something? <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. That's, that's one of the most recent ones that we, that we got. Um, but, yeah, it's... it's Pretty, pretty amazing stuff where uh, you know nobody's in the building. You know that, you know, nobody's there to, you know, make these noises and stuff or, you know, these these words. And I know it's not us. We were out at McDonald's, you know, like get some cheesy burgers or outside smoking or something. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, some of the stuff that we, we get, is we, we've gotten is, is pretty amazing. See, and that's why I don't do these haunted houses and stuff like that. Because there's been one voice I hear that sounds like, wait, wait a minute, that's too muffled, or is this, wait, wait, that sound underground, or something. I am yeah. out. I'm gone. Smoke. I'm not doing it. Jingle is gone. Okay? Can't yeah. do it. Wow. But even yeah. Like, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's like the, uh, the, your music, even the music you have with uh, your band, right. it sounded almost like it was like the theme song of this whole paranoia thing. Oh, Par- all right. Paranormal. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah. wow. So he's staying with the theme. With this. He's going to keep doing this ghost thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's kind of weird. I mean, I, I think like uh, even though I do different things, I think they're all kind of. I mean, obviously, you know, I'm I'm the, the common denominator. I guess I'm the you know the one that's uh, doing all these things. There, it's all it's all sort of correlated uh, some way or another because you know it's me, and uh, I don't intend to do these things, but they just kind of come out sometimes that way. You know what I mean? So all this uh, it's kind of correlated, actually. And you know what? Um, in in the I'm actually right now I'm uh, recording the uh, the follow up to the the first uh, CD that I have out. Uh, I'm currently in the studio recording, and I I'm actually going to put some like <laughs> ghost EVPs in the in the CD. So that kind of like oh, wow, just kind of like you know hide it in there, make it you know kind of make it a little entertaining or a little mysterious or something. So so I mean you're not you're not wrong when it comes to like them being a little correlated. You know what I mean? 
Wow. See, I didn't think I was crazy. I was like, wait, she's going to go full 100% with this. <laughs> like, okay, cool. I'm for it. I just yeah, don't yeah. hear it. I just don't want to be anywhere when you're recording or y'all leave me. No, that's not happening. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't think we do that. But yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's entertaining. It's entertaining to say the least. I like it. I like it, man. Like I, I remember one of one of the um, one of the conversations that I remember that we had. You introduced me to what a doppelganger was. Uh-huh. I forget. Doppelganger. Yeah, I forget what it was, but I remember telling you that I had fell asleep and I just woke up just like that because yes. it felt like I came back into the room and fell back on the bed and fell asleep the same exact way. And it just freaks me out. They're like, oh, you got a doppelganger. I'm like, uh, uh what? <laughs> like, what you call me? I thought we were friends, bro. <laughs> no, actually, you know what? I mean, come to think of it, what, uh, I mean, the way you explained it, at the time, maybe I, I did say doppelganger. Yeah. But I mean, now, and, I'm, and we're always learning. We're always like, you know, uh, picking up things. from. Uh, uh, and so the thing is that I think now the way you're, kind of describing it uh i think it's more of a astral projection i don't know do you remember i don't know if i, I threw that in there or maybe i didn't yeah, yeah it because we, we were talking about uh that one movie i forget what it was called um it, it involved it a lot they made a couple versions of it mm-hmm. and uh they had some guys that were actually doing paranormal research in there um, mm-hmm. it's, it's right on the tip of my tongue. I can't remember the name of of the movie, but this kid, he basically could go in and out, and they called it the the further or something like that. Yeah, Insidious. Insidious. That's the one. Yeah, because I, I think we went into that conversation about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I I think at the time I was reading. Um, so the thing is, like you know, obviously Dan Aykroyd, the actor. He comes out in Ghostbusters and all that good stuff. Uh, the thing is that um, his his father, uh, Peter Ackroyd, um, wrote a book and it's called, uh, I can't remember the, the full name of the book, but it just kind of like tells the backstory of how, you know, his, you know, the lineage, the Ackroyd lineage has, have always been kind of like spiritualist or always been kind of involved in the paranormal. Or, and that's why Ghostbusters even though it is a comedy and stuff or whatever, it has a lot of science and it has a lot of, um, it has a lot of like, you know, technical terms or like, you know, what, you know, spirituals call this or that, you know, ectoplasm and mm-hmm. all this stuff or whatever, you know, it's, it's still based on some sort of reality, even though it is some sort of, uh, it's a work of fiction. It's like, you know, mainly a comedy. It's still grounded on, on reality and uh, these things that actually happened in the Ackroyd farm and they would hold seances and stuff or whatever. And um. <clears throat> that's kind of, you know, I, I read that book. I don't even know where it's at now, but I remember that book, you know, forwards and backwards and stuff. And I remember, you know, them mentioning, you know, all these like terms, astral projection and ectoplasm and, you know, doppelgangers and all that good stuff. So I, I'm pretty sure like it was kind of fresh in my mind when you told me that. And I was like, oh, that's what this dude was talking about. So I kind of like, you know, <laughs> I kind of like told, told you what it was about. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. you you, uh, you you uh completely introduced me to that and and opened my mind up to it. So I I had to share it with uh with the group here. Uh, Jingle, have you ever had anything happen that you would say would be questionable 
um, that you would have enlisted Allen services when that would have happened at that time? Uh -oh. I think she, I think <laughs> she's probably going to come back in in a second. Yeah, oh, we'll, that's all good. Yeah, we'll get her back on um, with that when she gets reconnected. But um, yeah, we we definitely wanted to um, to, uh, to 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 look into that a little bit more because there were some things that I had seen that must have um, that you guys must have looked into. Uh, right. after I had uh, moved out of the area, one of the things that, that sparked my interest was one of the places that you stayed at uh, that you were mm -hmm. talking about in the interview that Stephen King actually stayed in. And I believe oh, yeah. you were saying that he got the inspiration to write The Shining there. Am I correct? Yes, sir. That is correct. Wow. It's, it's actually the, uh, uh, the Stanley Hotel in uh, Estes Park, Colorado, which is uh, it's a little drive from Denver. <laughs> it's a little mountainous drive, uh, a lot of twists and turns and stuff. But you know, you get there eventually. Uh, it's in Estes Park, Colorado. It's called the Stanley Hotel. Uh, I don't, I don't remember when it was established or when it was started built. But um, yeah, so the I guess the story goes that uh, you know Stephen King wanted to um, you know go up to Estes Park, Colorado, and the thing is, like at the time, the the, the hotel was a seasonal hotel. And they were actually uh, they were actually closing down for the season, you know, because uh, it it gets really snowy and it gets just too crazy to go up there. And, um, and the thing is, like you know, the guy's like uh, trying to convince you know the manager, I guess, from the hotel, and he's just like, you know, I, I have my family here, I have nowhere else to go. It's like you know, can we stay? And the guy's like, ah, we can't. So like you know, I think there was like some sort of sleight of hands under the table type thing that happened. And he allowed Stephen King and his family to uh, to stay at, at, at the hotel. And I mean, um, and it was it's like my, my life dream. You know, I, I love The Shining, and uh, with you know the folklore and everything that went with it, um, I wanted to go. Of course, uh, I didn't actually stay at the hotel, which is unfortunate because it's very expensive to stay at the hotel. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I I did get to I did get to uh, you know kind of do like a little ghost hunt. Uh, there and it was it was pretty interesting. So because uh, the thing is that I the hotel itself is fairly haunted, and like you said, uh, Stephen King saw all this stuff, saw all these you know kind of like figures kind of like darting back and forth within the rooms. Uh, so that's why he wrote The Shining uh, in the first place. So uh, it was pretty interesting. It was pretty interesting to go up there, and it was kind of a birthday present for myself <laughs> to go up there and stuff. So. You know, yeah, we that actually is very cool. That that's actually one of my favorite Stephen King movies. I'd mm -hmm. say probably my favorite next to it, the original it, of course. Yeah. Oh, you didn't like Christine? Oh, Christine was great. Yeah, Christine <laughs> was absolutely great. The car, the movie, especially the car. Did I mention the car? Yeah, yeah right. The car. <laughs> oh yeah, there was a car. <laughs> <laughs> It's candy apple red, and I want to take a bite of it. Oh my god, that, that had one of the most beautiful candy apple red paint jobs ever seen on some American Muscle. Mm -hmm. She was she was a beauty, but she was deadly. Yeah. Uh -huh. You know what I noticed too, and I wanted to get your take on this. Um, mm. Actually, both of your take on this. So, The Shining 
neat little segue here. There's a new movie coming out that's basically part two to it. It's called Doctor yes. Sleep. Doctor Sleep. Mm-hmm. Wow. Ooh. Now, yeah. if you remember in the first one, uh, the the one character I, I forget what the what the gentleman's name is that worked in the kitchen that was getting the little boy the ice cream, and he was saying that yeah, I have a gift. And you have that same gift too. Is that the little boy? Is that supposed to be the little boy in this one? Yes, that is actually uh, Danny Torrance. That's Danny Torrance, uh, grown up, and uh, wow. kind of has a little bit more of a. The plot is a little bit more intricate. Uh, it's like uh, these people have like this gift, the shining, and uh, there's these like hunters that hunt these types of people that have their gift. We kill them, sacrifice, so on and so forth. They're, they're like vampire hunters, but I mean, they hunt these people that have this, you know, extrasensory perception gift of sorts. So that's that's the premise of, of Doctor Sleep. Man, that brings like a, a, a John Constantine Van Helsing type feel to it. I like that. Yeah, and, and, and the uh, the trailer looked. I mean, at first I was kind of hesitant because I mean, you know, sometimes. These movie adaptations don't really do it do do them justice, but this one kind of caught my eye right off the bat. You know what I mean? Like it was it was uh, the production value is good, you know the uh, the context good. There's substance, and you know there's uh, the the characters are, are are already well established, and uh, it's you know it looks like it's going to be good. So I'm I'm looking forward to that one for sure. <laughs> yeah, that that's definitely. Um Getting bookmarked, thumbtacked, posted, noted, everything. I absolutely <laughs> have to see that. Did, did you get a chance to see that uh, uh um that trailer jingle? No, and I'm afraid to watch it, but oh, I I will watch it because I'm a film junkie, so I have no other choice but to watch it. You gotta so, watch it in the daytime. In the daytime, Ewan McGregor is uh, actually playing um the little oh. boy that that was able to shine. Just like mm-hmm. the uh, other gentleman in the movie. Tell ya, you have to. Then you guys go to the movies with me. You'll see how I am with scary movies. I'll be all in the seat, <laughs> like, oh god, really? <laughs> you know. So, Alan, I do have a question. I know I'm sorry. Um, do you think that because you are into paranormal studies? When you look at these movies that go into stuff like The Exorcist, like, you know, and Poltergeist stuff that you name, and today, you know, those movies compared to today's movie, do you think uh, we've moved away from the from the real idea of what paranormal is and we do it just for the, just for the, you know, the Hollywood lights instead of what it seemed like it did back in the day? Um. Well, I, I guess... There's, uh, I guess, circumstance with with the answer, because um, I mean, what really like catapulted like these like ghost hunting type stuff? I think it was like like TV. <clears throat> Excuse me. I mean, there, there's always there's always been you know even like Abbott and Costello and like all these like old school movies like they've always kind of had you know uh, these uh, those themes have always been touched upon. You know what I mean? Um, there's been great movies like, you know, Poltergeist and like the thing and, you know, stuff that's, you know, kind of uh, within that realm of like kind of science fiction and, you know, science fiction, science fact. Um, and um, I think today I, I wouldn't say like they've actually, the, 
uh, today they've actually returned how, how it used to be. Um, I think uh, James Wan, um, the director for, um, uh, was it Saw? And it's, uh, oh, there, there you go. It's, it's a little, a little segue to how, uh, how, how uh, that we touched upon Insidious. Um, he, I think he brought um, that back because I think uh, like horror movies, especially when it has like some sort of supernatural theme, um, they fell off a little bit and it became a little bit more, uh, I don't know how to describe it, but it was, just, it was just kind of like ridiculous or like, you know, it's not really based on, it's not really, they weren't really grounded. Uh, but James Bond, when he came up with the like, Insidious and then, you know, later on he started, you know, doing like The Conjuring. <clears throat> and, you know, The Conjuring are, are, are based off of uh, uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren, which were basically the uh, the, the pioneers for, for modern uh, paranormal investigating. So the thing is that uh, he kind of gave it more uh, roots. He, he came back to the roots of, of um, suspense, uh, like tension, you know, like uh, what's it called? You know, like what's called a thriller, like that type of stuff. A lot of the, a lot of the, <clears throat> excuse me, a modern, modern day, like horror movies based, like that have like a paranormal theme. They lacked that. It was more of like shock value. It was more like, of like jump scares. And, you know, it, it kind of like, I'm telling you, it kind of became a little ridiculous. And you're like, eh, you know, like horror movies and especially supernatural movies became, and it's like, I don't want to watch it. You know, it's like, it's going to be stupid. You know, like, of course it's going to be stupid. And then you're like, later on you watch it and you're like, yeah, of course it was stupid. Like, why would I want to watch this? But I think uh, <laughs> James James Wan uh, definitely played like a big part of you know um, them becoming what they used to be. Um, instead of like you know relying on jump scares or whatever, he builds the tension. He has like very Alfred Hitchcock elements to like his his movies. Just kind of like ah, uh, he's like reaching for the doorknob and like, it's taking him forever to like, grab the doorknob. You're like ah, just grab the doorknob. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so the thing is that. At, at, at some point, yes, uh, they did, you know, they, they went way off to the left when it comes to, like, you know, uh, how, how the paranormal is perceived or whatever. And then now, like I'm telling you, uh, there's, other, there's other directors and there's other movies other than James Wan. Um, but, I mean, I think they, you know, James Wan was the one that, you know, put, like Dan Aykroyd, um, the, he put actual elements of like sleep paralysis and like, you know, like possession and uh, all this, all this stuff that's like been documented and it's based on reality. There's like these, you know, these cases have been documented before and he, he, he put it and he, and it, he make, he made it, uh, it felt natural because he didn't try to like Hollywoodize it. Maybe, maybe the studio, you know, kind of had a hand in like, no, well, you kind of have to make it a little bit more you know, dramatic. But I mean, he, I think he kind of uh, made it feel a little bit more like, you know, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, of course. I remember that. I remember like, you know, the DeFeos and like Amityville Horror. And I remember like this and, you know, it's, it's actual, I mean, you can, you can look this, this stuff up. And, you know, some stuff I'm sure, you know, they, it's kind of a little changed a little bit because they have to like Hollywoodize it. But I don't right. think has to do anything with him i think it has to do with like you know the studio saying like we need to make money you know like so we need to kind of make it a little bit more you know whatever and you know they kind of have to sprinkle that a little bit uh, but i think it's come back i think it's you know uh, modern horror and especially with like the supernatural themes have have come back full circle how they used to be and they're a little bit more true than uh, to how they used to be and 
Uh, hopefully it continues. <laughs> they have already found the formula to do it and for, hopefully it, you know, continues and it continues to be true to like, you know, the paranormal type stuff. Absolutely. Do you think that you will ever like, because you are in the field and you have, you know, heard the ghost for yourself, do you ever think about, Oh, maybe you can offer some of your insight and expertise to filmmakers to the film? Industry? Oh man, I would love to. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would love to, but I, I think like I'm saying, like they grabbed the reins back, back at some point I was like, no, that's not how it was. Like that's, that's not at all. Like how it is at all. And you know, I wish I could like make a phone call and be like, "Hey, Steven Spielberg, no man, you're doing it wrong." Steve, <laughs> <laughs> <But laughs> Steve, boy, Steve, boy, listen, sit down. You're sitting down. Um, but I mean, they grabbed the reins, man. So I, I you know, uh, I don't think they uh, as much expertise and like little pointers that I could offer. I'm pretty sure, like they, they're it's in good, like horror and paranormal. And Hollywood, I think, are in, are in good hands for now. Hopefully, like I'm telling, like, hopefully it won't change. So they'll continue with with making you know good quality stuff. Not, no, no more reboots though, because like, that's not one of the things I'm I'm uh, yeah. keen to. Did they go Poltergeist reboot, and I was just like, I'm not watching that. I'm like, I, and to this day, I haven't watched it. And everybody's like, Yeah, no, don't. It's just it's horrible. Oh, it's horrible. yeah. It- the only thing that I see that, that was different with that, re- really to reinforce that, um, you know, I think the story's still good. As long as the story is good, y- y- you know, overall, it's it, it may not be what the originals were because part one and part two, let's look at it. There was three parts before that. Mm-hmm. And, as, and as time went by, I would say that uh, two was probably where it should have stopped at. Yeah. Even though I can still appreciate, you know, three and then this current version. But sometimes when you add a little bit too much fire and explosion to things, mm-hmm. it messes it up because it, it, it's just like a song. You know, you don't want it to sound too clean. You know, you got to leave it a little muddy, a little rough around the edges, mm-hmm. you know, not too much Blair Witch, but a little <laughs> bit of UHF in there. Yeah, no, I, 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 I totally agree, man. I totally agree. I, I like I like that little uh, <laughs> that little example you put on there, but I, I couldn't agree more. That's what he's here. That's the wizard, you know, the way he just comes in, and swoops in, and threw his wand and put the words together. We like, wow! I would not have put that together like that. Genius, yeah. That's Kev. He's the one. So as far as what would you like to see? Because you're in the studio now with, working on your second EP. So what 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 do we have to look forward to for this one? Um, I think it's a little bit more um thought out. It's a little it's it's more it's actually to, to be perfectly honest with you, I'm a big fan of like concept albums. Yeah. Like uh like you know, Pink Floyd's, you know, yeah. the uh, uh Dark Side of the Moon or you know, like uh, that that type of stuff. That's like it's all kind of like wrapped in a you know pretty bow. Or there's like a there's like an overall story, uh, you know, within or concept within the whole CD. Um, and it's kind of it kind of has that vibe to it. Um, I think the first CD, to be perfectly honest with you, um, I mean, every artist says it. It's like I think you know I think this CD is you know. Is, is uh, identifies us more or whatever. Now this is the best you know stuff that you know we've come up with, and every 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 artist says that. 
but I think honestly, <laughs> I honestly do think this 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 next uh, is actually going to be an LP. Uh, it's going to have twelve songs instead oh, of uh, five. Nice. And I think it's I think it more it, it best kind of like personifies what we're about. Um, it's a it's a lot more spacey. It uh, has more uh, ambient type stuff in there. Um, the first CD, uh, to be perfectly honest with you, I, I uh, even it, when I when I hear it back, sometimes I mean I, I play stuff live, like you know, uh, every once in a while like when we have shows and stuff. But I hear back on the CD, and it and it feels like really rushed to me, um, mainly because uh, I already I already booked the venue to do the the, the CD release party. And work. It's kind of it was kind of like crunch time, you know what I mean? Just like ah, uh, and the, actually, two of the songs that are going to be on this uh, LP were supposed to be on the first CD, but because we're you know time constraints, we you know we didn't kind of <laughs> get them done in time, so we're like ah, ah, just five songs. It's cool, man. Just, just leave it. But it, it still it still has that. Uh, even though it, it, the the CDs you know well well composed and um, it sounds good uh, to me. Uh, and it's like you know the artist is their own worst enemy, but to me it just feels rushed. Uh, and it was released in 2017. Um, but and then I said, no, the next CD I want to take my time with it. I don't you know I don't want to like book anything whatsoever. I want to make sure I you know I do things right. If stuff doesn't you know it stuff doesn't sound the way I want it to sound. And I'm gonna redo it, and then you know we're gonna we're gonna make it sound how it's supposed to sound, or <clears throat> and that's kind of what we've been doing. Maybe it's taking a little longer than <laughs> we expected, but I mean I'm pretty sure you know Kev could tell you like you know studio stuff isn't uh, isn't cheap, man. <laughs> no, and, uh, no, absolutely not. <laughs> and if you and if you want a good product, I mean it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna cost you. And uh, and then when it comes to like you know scheduling, you know, when can a drummer come in and do this parts and. And then the, the thing is, another thing when, when it comes to As a City Sleeps is that we are a band that's in two cities. We're over here in El Paso, Texas, and the other half of the band is in Austin, Texas. Oh, so, wow. yeah, so that's another thing. I mean, we have to, uh, I, I, I come up with, I guess, like the general, the general um, the song, the general structure and everything. Mm-hmm. And then me and my drummer are here in El Paso, and we hash it out, and we do like little you know how to huddle <clears throat> cadences drum cadences like what if we do this and so on and so forth and we do the musical arrangements and then once we get like a solid structure we send it over to the you know austin people and they put you know put their input and so on and so forth and um but i mean it's 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 been a <laughs> it's been pretty uh pretty uh interesting an interesting way of recording a cd that's for sure well we here at the film junkies certainly understand uh, meaning that we're all in different areas. Uh, Jasper, who uh, is away on assignment today, he's uh, he's here in South Carolina with me, and then Doc is up in the uh, Jersey area. So, right. yeah, so we definitely understand that. Definitely but we understand. still make it work, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we Thank God for technology. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the internets. <laughs> so when do people start putting a, a, a plural to the internet? <laughs> I, I know. Yes, <laughs> don't get me started on that. Yeah, boy. <laughs> yeah, it's been interesting. Absolutely. Was there anything else you had, Doc, on your reels for Alan? Yeah. So, 
All right. We like to talk about film. We like to talk mm-hmm. about TV. We yeah. like to talk about, you know, even getting down to the nitty gritty with scripts because Django here, you know, she is a, a writer and director oh, as nice. well. Yes. My question to you. We're going to make this interesting. I'm just going to throw oh, something right. random out here. All right. So, um, if you had a choice to watch the Justice League Avengers, like any of their movies, the new stuff, uh-huh. even um, um, even with the new Batman, okay, or you had a choice to go see the Avengers Endgame series, the two series movies, which one would you go see? And which do you prefer? Marvel you know what, man? I, I am a huge fan of Batman, right? I'm a huge Batman fan. I, I love the, the greediness. I love the, the dark, you know, elements that it has. Um, but when it comes to like, movies and the cinematic universes, man, I got to go to Marvel because, oh, man, uh, of course. Yeah. And, and the thing is, you know what? I, I'm at the current moment, I'm kind of sick of like the whole Avengers thing because everybody's talking about it. And you go to YouTube <laughs> and you're like, and you're just like, even, even though it's already, I mean, they're going to continue and they're going to do like little, you know, sub movies. They're going to have like their little own movies like Black Widow and like the new Captain America. They're, they're like passing down the, the torch and like I, I guess like it's Captain Marvel has like her own movie and stuff or whatever. And they're going to continue that cinematic universe. But I I don't know if it's uh, I don't know if it's the script. I don't know if it's like the, the, the people working on the CGI uh, or if it's like, you know, the, the, the acting isn't that, you know, great. But I mean, for some reason, Marvel just kind of they have this balance and even even when the very first avengers came out i was very skeptical due to the fact that it's like man that's a lot of like that's not like lead actors man like how are they going to balance it how are you going to keep everybody happy how are you going to keep the actors happy be like look i'm not going to be here just here in the background you know you know i'm getting you know paid i'm a great actor like i, I want it's kind of like michael Irwin, man give me the ball bro give me the ball coach give me the ball <laughs> right <laughs> Everybody's gonna want the ball, and I was just like, "Man, how are you gonna juggle that?" I mean, I was like, "You have, you know, you have Captain America, you have Iron Man, you have the Hulk, you have, you know, like all these, all you know, like, just, you know, leading like they're all protagonists. So each and every one of them could have their own movie. You know, like how are you gonna balance that?" And Marvel did like such a great job of like, you know, uh, I don't know how many writers there were, but I mean the the way they inter inter interlocked these stories and how this kind of like, it was a perfect segue to go into like this person's and they juggled it so perfectly. Uh, but when it came to DC, um, like I'm telling, I don't know if it was a writing or like the oversaturation of like CGI, or I don't know if they, uh, the, the, the writing staff wasn't as experienced or something, but it's just, just something just in gel or something. And it was just like very synthetic and it wasn't, it was, it didn't seem like very natural whatsoever. And I like authenticity, man. I'm I'm a, I'm a purist, man. I, you know. I'm a purist at heart. Um, and I mean, hopefully, like they'll um, they'll kind of maybe you know take a take a page from Marvel, and you know say, okay, what did we do wrong? Let's start from you know, let's start from the beginning and stuff. Um, and hopefully, that cinematic universe kind of you know uh, redeems itself. But yeah, man, when it comes to those two, <laughs> like, 
Yeah, because I'm, like, I'm a huge Batman fan, but like when it comes to the cinematic universes, like Marvel's got it a little bit more handled. I, I that's, agree. That's my opinion. Yeah. Well, we certainly agree. We agree. <laughs> Definitely with the Marvel. Yes, the Marvel Universe is the best. But every Marvel enthusiast always say, but we do take the bad. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll take Batman. Tiger, Tiger Woods, you know. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Did you guys? Did you guys ever see the? I mean, this, I don't know. This is like this is totally off to- off topic, but that Dave Chappelle when they were doing like the <laughs> on the race. <laughs> yeah, the race uh, draft. Yes. <laughs> like, we Marvel. Uh, we Marvel take uh, Batman. <laughs> like yeah, the we'll take Batman. <laughs> I mean, perfect. You can, have, you can have Jubilee from X Men. You can have Jubilee. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> we'll give you two Jubilees for one Batman. Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> but we still love you, Jubilee. Yeah. <laughs> you can just make fireworks over there in uh, DC. They do nothing. <laughs> you just tickle the juggernaut. We're getting tired of it. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know what? Deadpool was good, though, man. It was it was good. It was. Uh, I, I like the, the breaking of the. What's it called? Of the third wall or something? I don't remember what it's called. The little soliloquies or like asides that he just talks directly to the camera. Like, I love that. It was pretty cool. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, cool. yeah, that, yeah. That's totally his character too. Yeah, he nailed that. He what did he? Oh boy, yeah. I think he did better with that. In my opinion, I love him than he did with Green Lantern. Oh yeah, yeah. actually, uh, he, he actually. Uh, uh, at the you know how they have like after credits like in every, like every Marvel movie or whatever, yeah. uh, and, and the after credits of of, uh, of the after credits of Deadpool two. Not saying I'm not hating on De- on Deadpool two at all. It was it was it was a really good movie, but the man the the after credits of Deadpool two like took the cake like awesome man. If you haven't checked it out, like check it out, and then let me know what you think when it comes to like you know exactly what you just said about you know Green Lantern and stuff. Like there's like a little. <laughs> This little part oh. where he redeems himself when it comes to your natural. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh my see, well, I guess I have my assignment for the weekend. Yeah, it's a, it's, I'm sure it's on YouTube somewhere, man. I'm sure it is. See, I have to sit back and watch the whole thing now. See, that's 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 me. So that is one movie I did not go to the theater to see. It's not like I didn't want to. It just time wouldn't let me. So now I have to sit back and watch it all the way through. Yeah, I'll definitely have to watch it again because I I forget exactly what happened. <laughs> yeah, see, I'm gonna have to watch that one because that's the one I didn't watch. Bad me, bad junkie. But no yeah. spoilers, man. No spoilers. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> I do remember the first one. He he gave a ode to um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. The way how it yes. ended. Yes, he did. I like that. I absolutely yes. like that. Yeah, that was awesome. I like that. It didn't say it fits him. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds is awesome. I really, really like him. Well, Doc, I didn't have anything else, did you? No, no. At this moment, I, th- I think um, what we do want to do, we we definitely want to invite you back. Um, yeah, of course. You know, talk a little bit more about uh, you know, the band and. You know, mm-hmm. talk about uh, you know, maybe you getting back out there doing some more investigations. Maybe you might get the itch again. Tell us a little bit about Asarco because uh, I do remember. Yeah, you got to see some of the last um, um, some of the last remnants of Asarco, right? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. it was, uh, actually, we had two investigations from that one, and it was like we we had the whole Asarco, and they like they, they knocked all that down, and then we went back, and it was just like the the, the sole building that stayed, uh, and we investigated that building. So, and, and both both instances, we we got plenty of stuff. So, yeah. Ooh, nice. wow! Nice to to give a little cliffhanger and some um some context to what we're talking about Asarco. Uh, plant was a smeltering plant. Was, mm-hmm. was that correct? Yeah, it was a smeltering yes, plant that was right along the uh, U.S.-Mexico border in uh, Texas, directly below the Sun Bowl on UTEP. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! There's a lot of. Uh, I mean, you know, it, it's 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 a big. Basically, it's a big construction site where they uh, what they do is like they get all these rocks and we crunch them down and then like we boil them down to a point where they separate the elements. It's like, this is this, this is this, this is this. And like, you know, and that's kind of, that has actually a Sarko was a big, uh, it was a big uh, kind of uh, how El Paso was, you know, kind of started growing and stuff. It was a, a big part of El Paso and then um, they shut it down and, you know, everything kind of settled, I guess. But uh, I mean, there was a lot of accidents. There were a lot of you know people that have had accidents because it was just this huge construction site, basically. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it was uh, <laughs> plenty of people uh, are still there. I don't know if they're, they're still there because it's all flattened out now. But uh, yeah, Very interesting. Wow, just wow. That's all I just said. That wow. That's. <laughs> If you told me I was gonna meet someone who was gonna do par- who was into paranormal studies, I'm like, who? What? Me? Nah. <laughs> Those people they exist only on TV. Not at all, ladies and gentlemen. He's right here, right here with us, and I'm just amazed. Like, wow. So you yeah. really like to do this? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's uh, that's part of my charm. It's part of my charm. <laughs> so what's, so this one guy walks into the bar. Just kidding. I know, right? Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> well, Alan Martinez, we want to sincerely give you a big thank you from the film junkies to you for coming on to our guest. And as Doc said, please come back if you want to hear more about the LP, especially when you release it. Please, please consider us so we can play some tunes from it and, and just rock out. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like and, you know, if you guys want to give me like a little uh, like review and stuff, like be more than more than uh, happy to do that. You see, we gonna let the Doc Freeman, the beat maker. See, that's that's his expertise. Because oh, I yeah. can rock out. I, I just rock out. I'm like oh, whatever. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I'll be oh, I know this. I, I, I mean, it's just, we were neighbors for for a while, so I mean, we, right. we, we, we have, there's actually a story behind that too. So we'll get to that ne- next time. <laughs> Right, because see, I don't want anything to go wrong, and in the words of Tony Baker, I don't want the skibbity paps to be, you know, Thank you so much, Alan. We certainly appreciate it. Thank you very much for coming. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. Likewise. Take it easy. All right, I'll see you guys later. As night. Yeah.